episode of It's Utah's World. Steve Bartle filling in for Tom Hackett. Paul Tawala, former offensive lineman, joining me today. Paul, how's it going, man? It's going good, man. I'm here, and, uh, you know, it's not too bad of a day. It's kind of gray outside, but, you know, it's a good day to be here with you. We're in. We're down here at KSL Studios. We appreciate KSL hosting us. Shout out to Tom Hackett. He and uh, his wife had a beautiful little baby. Uh so he's going to be out of commission for the next two weeks. So hopefully it's going to be me and you the next two episodes here. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm free. So, But yeah, if if you were to see his child, I was just telling Steve this, but, you know, usually babies aren't the best looking. <laughs> you know, they aren't the best looking. But he, he made a pretty good looking child. So, you know, props to, uh, props to him. For sure. For sure. So <laughs> shout out to them, Tom, wife, child. Enjoy your time off. Enjoy your time together, uh, and and congratulations there uh, to the Hackett's. So uh, they're they're actually going through a big change. They're moving as well. So wow. a lot of changes for the Hackett's right now. They're enjoying life. Well, maybe not enjoying it just yet, but you know they're they're, they're making get, moves. Yeah, they're making they're making money money moves here. Money so. moves. <laughs> so yeah, good for them. <laughs> and today is Monday, and it is actually the beginning of the NFL Combine. Uh, we're starting to see guys rolling through. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're at Indianapolis. If you're a subscriber of UteZone.com, where I am, you, that's where I hail from is UteZone.com. We do have Michelle Bodkin, who is going to be in Indianapolis there all week to provide us updates. So head on over to UteZone.com. Check that out. But players are going to be rolling through here. I think activity on the field and physical testing doesn't actually start until Thursday, right. but players are going to be rolling through here over the next couple of days to take measurements, to go through interviews, um, and, and all of that type of stuff. It'll start with the quarterbacks, receivers, and tight ends on Thursday, and then it'll get into the other positions throughout the weekend. So Utah's got nine players there. Mm-hmm. Paul, what do we make of that? Like, What does that say about the Utah football program that they've got nine players at the Combine? Well, I feel like Utah's Utah's always been able to pump out, you know, NFL prospects, NFL, you know, players that are ready to go and make a, an immediate contribution to, you know, whatever organization that picks them up. Uh, and it speaks volumes to not only the coaches, but also, you know, the, the strength and conditioning staff as well. I think uh, what sets us apart from, you know, many of the schools here in, you know, the Pac-12 and the state and, you know, the rest of the nation is our our strength and conditioning coach. They don't only, you know, work us out super hard, but they always, you know, work us out right. They work us out. They're smart with how they work us out. They really focus on the the players' needs. But kind of going back to your question, you know, it's 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 cool to see the boys that, you know, that I came in with my class, the boys to 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 see them from where they started to to you know their ups and downs, certain injuries, certain things that were going on at home to where they are now, you know, it's it's it speaks volumes to their hard work, their dedication to the program and them just, you know, the just trusting the strength and conditioning staff as well. Yeah. So again, nine players heading to Indianapolis this weekend, uh eight of which are 
our uh, defensive players. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got Bradley and I, Francis Bernard, Julian Blackman, uh, Terrell Burgess, Lucky Foto, John Penasini, Javelin Gidry, Javelin K. Gidry. Want to make sure we get the K in there. Yeah. Can't forget that. <laughs> uh, Jalen Johnson, and of course, the President Zach Moss. So, man, and and it makes a lot of sense when you go back to the season and and we saw and we witnessed just how effective that defensive was. Played some really elite football all year long and dominated mm-hmm. um, at every level of the field. And to to see this now where these guys are getting that invite, it just speaks to not only the, the physical development um, of the players under Doug Eliasai. And I want to talk more about Doug Eliasai. We'll, we'll give him uh, his credit because he deserves a lot of, yeah. of recognition here. But it speaks to the talent level and the development from the coaching staff. And for you, you know, competing against... Two guys in particular, you know, Bradley and I and, and Lucky Foto and John Pennessee, so three players actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe not so much Bradley because, you know, no offense, Paul, but <laughs> could you handle the edge as I, an offensive tackle? I mean, <laughs> you know, I feel like I feel like as offensive guards and and you know, centers, they always play around like, oh my kick step back in high school because, you know, they're <laughs> usually, you know, tackles in high school because not everyone was big enough or fast right. enough. You know, oh, my kick step is nice. And so sometimes we're able to move maybe on one-on-one drills. We're able to move out to tackle spots or play positions we've never played before. And we'll see guards and centers go to tackle spots and be like, oh, yeah, like, watch this. This is how I used to do it in, in high school. And then, you know, then Bradley would hit like a, you know, a long arm on them and, you know, pancake. So, you know, I don't think I don't think I'd fare too well. You know, I'd fairly I'd probably try to try to chop block them or something like that. But I. <laughs> I would, I would try that. Um, and so, you know, let's let's get into Doug Eliasai because he's oh, yeah. the guy. He's, you know, he's the man that's leading the way for uh, this Utah program in terms of the off season workout, mm-hmm. and, and and they're going through winter workouts right now. And it sounds like it's been a little difficult for these guys up there. Sounds like they've they've kind of switched things up. Yeah, I feel I feel really bad for them. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really bad for the freshman that just came in because, you know. I mean, I could just tell just by talking to, you know, the boys from the O Block and, you know, the the juniors and the upcoming seniors that, you know, this year they turned it up a lot. They turned it up because I could tell that, you know, going 0 for 2 in the in the bowl game mm-hmm. in the Pac-12 didn't have a nice taste in, in the mouth of the coaches. And so I could just see Coach Witt be in a in a little meeting room. Just with Coach Coach E and co- all the strength and conditioning coaches, and just be like, you know what, screw it. Let's just let's make them suffer. Let's make them know this is how we do it. And you know, it's it's great because, I mean, we had we had a lot of seniors leave. We had a lot yeah. of seniors leave. We had a lot of production on the defensive side. They have almost you know ten nine to ten players starters that they have to replace on that defense. Um, but I yeah, just from the things I've heard and. You know, from the videos that I've seen, um, they're they're getting their butts kicked. But it's good for them. You know, right. it's good for them, and I'm, and I'm proud of the way that they're handling it. So uh, let's talk about the winter workouts. Again, we'll get to Doug LSI. We need to because oh, – yeah. um, but That's my dude. Yeah. With these winter workouts, what is – what's different from, like, the winter workouts – Compared to like the rest of the year, like what is what is it about the winter workouts that that are just so difficult? I think, well, you're just coming off of this season. You're just, well, especially for us, you're just coming off of this season where you just had two big losses. 
you know, you had your hopes and dreams, you know, completely, you know, shattered from the Oregon game. Right. And then you go straight into the Texas game. You know, that's 15 in that bowl prep. That's 15 practices of intense practicing. You're going up against, you know, one of the best defensive in the nation. And so you're going through that. And then you have, like, what, a two-week break. But those losses are, are still on your mind. They're, they're still on your mind. And, and then you get to the and then you get to the um, to the winter conditioning part. You know, you're waking up at 530. You're getting in, you know, around six and then you're running. You're just sprinting your butt off for, you know, hour, hour and a half. You get to go home for a little bit, go to class, and then you're going going back to the facility for, to, to work out, essentially. And so it's it's just hard, especially for the younger players. It's younger players just trying to manage time. And like I said before, the coaches are not happy. The coaches are not happy how it ended. And so they shouldn't expect to be treated with, oh, like, we'll get them next time. No, Utah's built on toughness. And so um, – it's yeah, the workouts are not are not the best. They're yeah, they're hard. They're hard work, and you know they they're really able to to make grown men just think about their decisions in life. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? So at the Texas Alamo Bowl after uh-huh. the game, Tyler Huntley, you know, in his press conference, he mentioned that leading up to the game, he felt like it was almost treated like a vacation and mm-hmm. that they didn't prepare as hard. And when, as soon as he said that, I said, you know what? That's going to, that's going to hurt the, the that's going to hurt the future. <laughs> the future. Yeah. Like the coaches are not going to take mm-hmm. that comment lightly. And it sounds like, yeah, we're, we're seeing it in winter workouts. Yeah. And trust me, like Utah's used to winning bowl games. That's right. like their MO. That's their thing. And so to have you know one of the best quarterbacks in Utah history come out and be like, yeah, we didn't get we didn't get worked hard enough. Just wait to the next. <laughs> just wait to the next bowl game. And so honestly, like I said before, like Coach Witt, great guy, knows how to work his players, knows how to maximize you know uh, his players' uh, potentials and stuff like that. Yeah. And so yeah, this if you think winter conditioning is hard, just wait until you see spring ball. Spring ball is gonna because you know. The thing about winter conditioning is you you're there with other people, you know, it's it's you don't feel like it's just you that's suffering. You can kind of see everything that's around yeah. and all you're really doing is you're running without a helmet, you're running without pads and all this stuff and it's really just getting you stronger. And so winter conditioning is hard, but it's not as hard as I think spring spring ball. Spring ball is kind of where you're just like, "Oh, dang, we got to go to practice. We don't even have a game." Like we're, just lacking just, the motivation. Yeah, lacking the motivation, but also those are those are periods where coaches are really getting on you, and they don't really care how you feel because they you don't have a game to at the end of the week. Yeah, you're, you're just practicing just to practice just to get better, and so they don't really care about how your body feels, how you feel. It's hey, get this done, and then do some more. So so yes, yeah, so that brings up a, an interesting topic. There is you know what. How does spring ball differ from you know fall camp and, and regular practices where you have you know a game coming up mm-hmm. that's in the near future that you're kind of preparing for you're gearing up towards mm-hmm. is is spring ball more about focusing on you know technique and development and that kind of stuff what what is spring ball about yeah just exactly what you said it's it's you're talking about taking all these brand new players all these you know freshmen that are coming in. And you're kind of gearing them for the, for the season, and so this is just like a, a dress rehearsal basically for the for the fall camp. 
Uh, and so this is where coaches are really seeing, okay, this is what we really need to focus on during the during summer workouts. You know, our O-line isn't, you know, as flexible as we want them. Or, and so it's really just a dress rehearsal just to see where they're at, what they need to address during um, during summer workouts, and so that, that they can fine-tune it all the way into the into fall camp and so that they're, you know, ready to go. Um, but, you know, spring ball is – it's a grind. Yeah. Spring ball is a grind. I remember, you know, just just waking up and be like, ah, oh, dang, we got like an 18, 24 period practice today. And, you know, it's just going to be bang, bang. And a lot of uh, a lot of practices are just crossover. You're just going against the defense. It's not really individual. It's just, you know, thud, bang, bang, bang. You know, other practices aren't. Other practices are, like you said, they're, they're going in and they're fine-tuning different techniques. Um Really working on explosion on different things, and so it's 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 a completely different beast. Just a, a totally different yeah. different animal. Yeah, that's wild, man. And I, I don't think that that's something that we really kind of grasp, mm-hmm. right? You know, us us outside of of the program, right? Where right. that emotional factor of yeah, like you don't have a game to prepare for, you mm-hmm. don't have that reward at the end of the week. Like this is an absolute grind. Mm-hmm. Well, I just got done to- or looking on Twitter, and uh, the head coach for Arizona Arizona State, Herm, Herm Edwards, he was talking about how football is like one of the hardest sports because you practice, you go through winter conditioning, and you don't have a game. You go through fall camp, you go through all these different training programs, and you don't have a game afterwards. That's like you know that's your reward, and so practices you obviously practice way more than you play, and you know, even when you play, that's only like a three-hour stint once a week, and so and you only get twelve opportunities to play. So you get twelve days on where you're playing, and you know, three hundred and sixty-five other days where you're just practicing, going at it. Yeah. You know, seven, you know, four to seven hours a day, you know, learning stuff just for twelve days in a in in the year. And so it's football's a hard game, but you know, someone's got to do it. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And 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 leading the way for Utah through these, you know, off-season months is, you know, who we've been been hinting at is Doug Eliasaya. He's mm-hmm. been at Utah for forever now, it seems oh, yeah. like. And, you know, he's the director of football sports performance. So that entails not only just athletic performance, but I think also something key there is mental performance and mm-hmm. developing that mental toughness, you know, which is what, you know, you've kind of talked about is where you've really kind of have to like grow up in a way going through these workouts because you don't have that reward, right? Like you're working hard Mm -hmm. and just going through it without that reward at the, at, at the end of the week. Exactly. And I think it's a great way for, for the freshmen again, for the freshmen to come in. Like I said before, they're always the best ones coming out of their high schools. You know, they're used to having coaches kind of kiss their butt and be like, Oh, like you're the best. Go, go, go. And you know, they're, some of them, you know, yeah, they work hard, but they're not used to working, you know, as hard as Coach E's, you know, working us. And so Coach E is a, is a very big and pivotal part to, to Utah's success. You know, Coach Coach Argus, Coach Willis, Coach, you know, all of those coaches over there, Coach Winters, all of them are doing a great job, kind of like you said, to build that mental fortitude in our players because when it comes to those hot days in fall camp and you're running 16, 18 gassers, people are going to want to quit. People are going to want to, 
you know, Ugh, it's hot. My it's, body just like shivered <laughs> thinking about that, bro. Like, oh, oh yeah, and it's and it's after long practices as well. Yeah. And so that's where you really find out where your team is. And so that's not going to just happen one day in fall camp. You're going to be like, oh yeah, I'm mentally tough. No, that obviously takes you know from <laughs> winter conditioning <laughs> to. I wish it was like that. No, where there it needs just to be like, a pill. Yeah, there just, needs to be a pill to be like, you know what? I'm in shape. <laughs> Let me take my mental toughness pill for the day. <laughs> my vitamin mental toughness. Exactly, my coachy pill. <laughs> but you know, he does a great job. He does a great job with helping our body recover, reading our vitals. Just kind of, um, we have this with we have this harness called the catapult, where they they're able to track how much uh, work we're putting in. Oh yeah. Um, how much, how fast we're going, just, you know, our inputs and our outputs. What was your top speed? Did you ever wear a harness? Just don't worry about that. Okay. All right. All right. Just know it was fast. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. We'll see that in the 40s. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, it's good. Coach E does a great job, you know, helping our body recover. There are days though, dog days where you're just like, all right, have it be a recovery day. And then you go in and you have giant sets and you're just like, whoa, did not see that coming. And it's just just stuff like that where he keeps you off balance, just off balance enough to be like, okay, let's. I got to do this, and I have to exert this amount of strength and do all this, you know, to the best of my ability. Yeah. And he does a great job with this. So with football, you know, we've seen it in the NFL primarily is where they've kind of, I don't want to say lighten the load, mm-hmm. but in terms of their work, their the amount of work that they're putting in, right the the hard days where it's just two days and that kind of thing. They've cut back on that kind of stuff, right. right? And it seems like there's more of a focus on recovery and on building your body back up in mm-hmm. terms of it, it, in, instead of just the constant grind. Have you noticed that at Utah as well, that kind of shift in going from going just grinding to, to, to more recovery? To more of- yeah, especially from my, my first year's year to my last year's year. Obviously, the NCAA got rid of two-a-days, and so no one's doing two-a-days. But I remember when I first got here, we'd wake up during fall camp just sore and tired, and we'd go have like a 24-period practice in full pads. We'd go take a shower, get something to eat, and then come back in the afternoon and have an 18-period practice with just like shells and something, something like that. And so just all, all of my first two years here, that's that's how it was. You know, and all between those practices, you'd have these workouts, these lifts and stuff like that. And they wouldn't really take into account of like, hey, our bodies are sore and our bodies are telling us something. And then it just still had like two, two, three years ago, they started to think about, oh, let's let's put a catapult on like that harness. Yeah. And let's let's read the vitals of our players. Let's see, you know, the the workload that, you know, some positions are doing. Some positions need to back off a little bit. Because some of the workloads, or they want the workloads in practice to be just a little bit more above what it's going to be in the game. Wow. Uh, yeah, so just, just a little bit more about... So if they see that they're overworking us through, to that, uh, from that harness, from that catapult, they're going to dial it back now. They're going to see... There's this guy, his name's Ernie over there, that helps us to to really track that. And so, like, all last year we would talk to Ernie and be like, Ernie, please save us from these gassers afterwards. Like, Just, like, like put in the code yeah. that multiplies our workout play. Yeah, because Ernie kind of tells Coach, or he doesn't tell Coach, but he lets Coach uh, Witt know that, hey, the co- like the players are kind of overworking themselves here, and they have a game in four days, three, four days now. They already, you know, went through their, their threshold of, hey, 
you know, this is how much work they need to put in. So let's dial it off a little bit. You know, instead of eight gassers, let's go with four gassers or something like that. That way, so our bodies are clean. So he's your best friend. Oh, Ernie. Ernie is the man. I don't think you understand how how many times Ernie saved us, though. But there are other times where Ernie just doesn't care. He's like, let him run. I'm just like, Ernie! (laughs) Ernie, you've deserted us! But it's all right, Ernie. Yeah, yeah, okay, (laughs) okay. So now Ernie is a a wanted man. Sounds like, (laughs) no, I'm just kidding. What's the craziest thing that you've seen, like, whether it be the weight room, whether it be athletic testing? What is the craziest athletic feat you've ever seen in your time at Utah? Athletic feat. I think there's – okay, let's go through the most athletic people. Ooh. And then the most athletic people I've seen. Um, do you remember Marcus Williams? Hell yeah. Marcus Williams, my first year, there was a clip of him. Uh, it wasn't even on the football field. It was on the basketball court. At the Student Life Center. Yeah. And he when he just, dunked on a dude. When he banged on someone. Yeah. I think it was on DeVere. DeVere, yeah. Yeah, yeah DeVere, yeah. He, yeah, you know he, he, made a, he made a quick exit. <laughs> yeah, we remember that. Yeah, and so he – I feel like a lot of the, obviously the safeties are, you know, very athletic. So Marcus Williams, great. He's you – know, I think he has the, the highest vert for in Utah history with like a 42, I think it is. He plays for the Saints now. Good I mean, grief. that's not as high as I'm jumping, but, you know – of course not. Yeah, of course not. You got to let other people shine, though. Exactly. And so um, another super athletic thing I saw from this past year is I think Julian Blackman's super athletic. I think he's one of our, if not the best basketball player. He's you know good at everything he does. And so there was a play um, against Wazoo. Play against Wazoo there. It was like fourth and three. And it was just like a quick little out to their to their running back running back max borgie yeah max borgie and uh i see i'm like dang he's like no one's there no one's gonna pick him up and all i see is julian just jet across make the play i'm like holy crap and so there's a lot of you know a lot of athletic people obviously there's often a different athletic offensive lineman the most athletic offensive lineman that i've seen is sam tevy yeah that dude he was bouncy man holy cow he was he was really good, and so just a lot of different athletic uh, abilities here. But like when it comes to the weight room, like I was, I, I mean, the numbers kind of show that I was, you know, the one pushing up the most weight. And oh, nice, you know, humble brag, bro. Humble brag. Like let it fly. Yeah, you know, let just, it fly, bro. You know, you know just a you, couple hundred pounds. You put your name up there. You <laughs> you let people know. But you know, it's some of the more athletic and and feats of that nature are. The smaller guys that are just putting up way big numbers, you know, and dude, I was talking to somebody this weekend, like freshman Clark Phillips. Oh, when he was a freshman in high school, uh-huh. he was benching three forty-five, three hundred forty-five pounds as a freshman. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing with these with these high school kids now, but. Yeah, as a freshman, I was putting up, you know, a humble 135. Yeah, and I was feeling good about it, yeah. too. But now they they have, like, some of them are bald coming out of high school, and some have, like, full beards. Like and mustaches? Look, like, like co- not- exactly, like grown men. I'm like, where was this when I was a kid? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm glad I didn't, because they probably would have ran me over, and I wouldn't have got scolded. But dang, good for them. For real, for real. Well, we got to take a break. Yeah. Um, and just a quick reminder, our good friend, 
Nate Wade Subaru. Uh, if you're in need of a vehicle, if you're looking, if you're out shopping around, Paul, are you are you interested in in looking at a, a new vehicle? I know you've got a lot going on yourself, but you know, I'm always I'm always looking for a new vehicle. And, <laughs> and you know, Subaru Subarus are are great here in Utah. And so I might have to get on that Subi gang here soon. Ooh, the Subi gang. <laughs> Got to make sure we shout them out. So, again, uh, we appreciate Nate Wade Subaru for being the uh, the headline sponsor of It's Utah's World. Uh, and head on down to Nate Wade Subaru. You can catch him at 1207 South Main Street in Salt Lake City, Utah. They'll be available whenever you need them. Maybe not whenever you need them, yeah. but they're open f- till 6 p.m. most <laughs> nights. So head on down to Nate Wade Subaru. They'll get you taken care of, whether it's a used car, new 2019 and 2020 Subarus. Uh, head on down there. They'll get you taken care of. So we're going to take a quick break. And on the other side, we're going to switch gears and talk some spring football, some actual football talk. We'll make our predictions on who's going to be most improved on both sides of the ball and, and some other things there. So uh, this is it's Utah's World. It's Utah's World, Steve Bartle and Paul Twala, uh, who's filling in for the great Tom Hackett. Hello, hello. Uh, Paul, we uh, talked a lot about working out yeah. in that, that first little segment mm-hmm. uh, of the show. Let's actually get to some football talk, man. Let's Spring ball is, is two weeks away. Two weeks away. Or No, it's a week no, it's away. it's a week away, yeah. Yeah, a week a away. Week That's away crazy. A week away, we've got spring ball, it's back, uh, and we are ecstatic. I think there's a lot of excitement because there's a lot. Of, there's going to be a lot of new faces, a oh, lot yeah. of a lot of people in in certain positions that we've become accustomed to just being there. Tyler Huntley, Zach Moss, yeah. Lecky, Bradley, all of those guys that we talked about, you know, that are heading to the combine. There's going to be a lot of a lot of people need to step up. Uh, so, and this is going to be their first opportunity to kind of showcase their stuff. Uh, how excited are you to see the the boys? I'm, I'm uh, yeah, I'm very, very, very excited to see just to just to see their mentality coming out the first couple of days. The first up a couple of days, I think, are going to tell a lot about how the rest of spring ball is going to go. Yeah, the first couple of days are going to be you know only in helmets, and they're going to be able. There's not a lot of thud that's going to be going on, but it's going to be it's going to tell a lot about how the speed is going, how everyone's you know gelling together. If, yeah, we have the majority of the offensive line back. We have, um, you know, Covey coming back, great leader. We have Solomon Ennis. He's gonna, I think, he's gonna have a thousand, thousand yard year this year. But there's gonna be a lot of people that, you know, that that have the opportunity to grow and to show the coaches like, hey, I'm ready to be put into this role. And I think the first couple of days are gonna are gonna tell a lot about, you know, where their mindset is and um, how the captains and how those leaders are gonna gonna lead this team to hopefully another Pac-12 or. Uh, appearance yeah yeah so you know you mentioned a couple names there that i want to talk about and that's solomonius um and and britain covey i think him being named spring ball captain maybe was a surprise but at the same time it wasn't Mm -hmm. uh in terms of just how he's been such a team player i I think you know at least you know in the eyes of the fans and 
just his willingness to do the things that are asked of him and, mm-hmm. and not complain a whole lot um, and, and just go out there and, and just work. And I think seeing that and seeing him rewarded being elected spring captain speaks a lot to that as well. But maybe the fact that it is that he was elected spring ball captain, you know, heading into just his third year in the program, mm-hmm. maybe comes as, as a surprise. Um, but for you, when you when you talk about Solomoninus, there's a lot of talent, a lot of potential. You think this is a spring like he's able to take that next step? I know you mentioned he. You think he's going to be a thousand yard receiver? So mm-hmm. obviously you're thinking some pretty oh yeah pretty high thoughts of him. Yeah, Solo is Solo is a great great football player, but an even greater person. He really takes everything into the the most minute thing. Like he's gonna. He's going to try to beat you at brushing his teeth type deal. Like he's <laughs> he's very competitive in every sense of the word. But Solo, it, to me it wasn't a it wasn't a surprise that he was named he he was named captain. Ever since he's gotten here cuz I think he's from Arizona. Ever since he's gotten here, he's been one of those players to to really be accountable for not only himself but how the wide receivers are are feeling, their mood, you know, when when the wide receivers you know, drop a pass. Yeah, they didn't drop many passes this year, but it was thanks to him. You know, you know, uplifting them, be like, "Oh yeah, get those, get rack, run after or yards, yeah, or ra- run after the catch. run after the catch, like rack, rack, rack." And he'd be such a vocal and you know a, a vocal leader out there. Yeah. And it's just it's just nice to see that you know the players are are rewarding him for for that because the players vote on the captains the players they could have that's voted, a big deal yeah they could have voted for covey who's been here who's an, a freshman all-american they could have voted for anyone else but they voted for the person that makes the team that leads the team not only by his play but also by you know his work ethic his 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 work off the field you know and and i think that it's it's not a surprise to me i think he's going to be uh, a great player yeah he's got to work on some things in spring ball i think he's got to get a little stronger but his routes crispy. He got a, you know. and that was that was a big thing for him coming into the program mm-hmm. because he was just a, he was just an athlete yeah. coming out of out of I think it was North Canyon uh, down there in Arizona. Uh, but he was he was used as a running back as a quarterback, mm-hmm. a wildcat quarterback. Like running routes was was his number one weakness just mm-hmm. because he wasn't yeah, developed in exactly. high school to be a receiver specifically you know where he's able to spend a lot of time working on his routes so the fact that he and he has improved and you see it oh, on yeah. film and and you know for him to take that next step as a receiver and put it all together that's going to be a big deal yeah i mean i'm very excited to see solo because i know he works hard everyone knows yeah. that he works hard everyone knows that he's he's got that athletic ability to do so and so I think he's gonna. We're gonna be able to see Solo really develop into the player that everyone knows that he is. Everyone knows that um, that he can be. And so, you know, Solo's gonna Solo's gonna turn some heads this year. That's good, man. A lot of people are gonna love to hear that. I'm excited to see what Solo brings to the table. Uh, Utah returns plenty of receivers, a oh, lot yeah. of depth mm-hmm. uh, at the receiver group, and they've added um, some good talent over the last couple of years. Brian Thompson, oh, um, BT. You know, obviously, kind of headlines the the group as mm-hmm. as the leading receiver. He was the big play uh, receiver for uh, for Utah this past season. Jalen Dixon, also another explosive oh. playmaker. When, dude, just he is like he's unbelievably fast. JD is yeah. We it's it's funny because coaches always like there's there's specific plays for for us to take you know shots down the field specifically for him, and so just to see oh there's a 
there's this play, JD's going to go long. And so just to know the play call and be like, all right, there's a touchdown right there. Or, oh, there's like a 40-yard <laughs> gain right there. And not even have to look at the play because, yeah. you know, you see a guy, you know, press covering him. Like, why would you press JD for? Yeah. And so JD is very fast, very smart. And just to kind of backtrack a little bit back onto Solo, one of the, the best and the greatest uh, attributes that Solo has uh, as a wide receiver, and I think a lot of the wide receivers now have kind of developed into into this, are, are, are blockers. Yeah. They've done s- such a great job at, you know, getting their hands inside and really trying to finish dudes and, you know, pivoting and leveraging into places where because in in Ludwig, Ludwig's offense we run it a lot we run to pass and then when we pass it's because we we want to pass not because we have to pass is what he always says and so yeah the wide receivers you know sometimes we're going to do some play action passes to get them open but the majority of the time we're going to be running the ball especially with you know when we had Zach Moss mm-hmm. behind them now we had Devin Devin Brumfield and Jordan and so you know all these wide receivers this upcoming year. I think they're going to have a bigger role. I think they're. I think now that coaches have seen like, oh, now that they can you know run crispier routes, they can get off the ball and do all these different things a lot better than last year. I think they're going to have a lot of opportunities to you know hit different you know receivers mm-hmm. and um, Blake Ke- or Brant Keithy. Just a, a whole lot of weapons just coming back for the U. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Talking about the pass catchers, Britton Covey also returns, which is going to be a big addition for oh, the yeah. group, man, and, and getting him back. And and I think him taking the year off to kind of let his body get back to as close to one hundred percent. When you have an injury like like that, yeah. which he which he suffered, you're never going to be the same, right? And, and I think that's something to keep in mind. But I, he's going to he's going to be very close. To, to, what he, to what he was, oh, and yeah. I think that's exciting for Utah. Well, yeah, and <laughs> Covey just got married. His hips are nice now. <laughs> he's, he's got some. He's got some pump in them hips now. <laughs> so a little extra juice, a little, a little extra, extra juice. juice. So he's he's. He's going to be on a whole different level, and so playing with a lot of confidence, exactly, and a lot so, of swagger, and so I'm going. I'm excited to see Covey. I'm excited to see. Jeez, Paul, this is KSL Studio, <laughs> man. But uh, there's one thing I remember Covey saying. Uh, it was at the BYU game, and he was like, "Guys, honestly, I'm scared." I'm like, "Oh, Frank, like this is." He's like Britton Covey. Yeah, this is Covey. Like Covey doesn't this say this. This is He's seven like, habits of successful people. Like you can't be scared. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm like, what are you scared for? These guys aren't good. He's like, the only thing I'm scared of is my knee. And I'm like, oh frick. All right. And so kind of when he said that, I was like, maybe you should just retro it this year. And so when it happened, none of us were really surprised because we were like, get better. You right. Know, this is this is your career. Yeah, we're gonna have a. I think we're gonna have a great year with or without you. We'd love to have it with you, and you know. I think he would have been pivotal in some plays in certain mm-hmm. games, but um, but yeah, the the new Covey now is he's he's confident, he's he's healthy, which is the most important, and it's and I think he's just ready. I think he's just ready to after a long layoff just to go out there and perform in front of everybody. Yeah, so exciting to get him back out on the field, um, and like you said. F- Newly married, hey, you know he's loving life right now. He's he's hey, good for him. Yep, good <laughs> so for him. shout out know. to the Coveys. Yeah, did you did you see his wedding by Dude, the way? Yeah, we're, it was up at the Capitol, wasn't it? I'm like, I don't know. What how, is this, how bro? Many, how much money 
But the NCAA's got to look at this. NCAA's <laughs> got to be looking at, you know, what kind of benefits you're be, you're getting, Covey, or something, because this is not NCAA approved. But hey. all I know is is I'm trying to buddy up with Britton Covey this year. <laughs> Because, you know, I feel like I'm going to be getting married here within the next year or so. I want right. to invite him to my wedding as well. Good, good, good. You know, so He's a good person, shout out you know. to you, Mr. Covey and, and Mrs. Covey. You know, <laughs> you guys had a beautiful wedding. Right. I hope, you know, all the best. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, anyways, uh, let's talk about the defense because they have to replace a ton, right? Oh, We've talked God. about the guys going to the combine. Right. Um Kind of the the unheralded names that are going to be filling in. Lucky foe to John Penasini. You bring back three three big guys, Peter Tonga, Huati Pututau, and Viani Mawala, and then you've got Samisi Lawaki, mm-hmm. who, you know, he was, he impressed he's you know, his first year. <laughs> he, oh, he's annoying. No, not not in the sense that, like, he's, like, he nags his on His personality. Us, like, but he's annoyingly good. Ah. Like, his his potential is annoying. Uh, for an offensive lineman. For, for an offensive yeah, lineman. I'm sure you got annoyed. Did you ever like punch him or anything like that? I don't think you understand how many times we wanted to punch him. Ah. Like, but I was like, we can't punch him in the because he's got a helmet on. Yeah, just because he's he has so much potential, and Coach Harding would always be like that. He'd be like, okay, yes, or uh, Misi's not going to be doing the right thing on scout time. Like he's going to fill the wrong area. He's not going to go, you know, where he's supposed to go. But he's gonna he's gonna thud you if you aren't like paying attention. And so I think he's got great potential. Got to learn the defense. Got to learn what to do. Put on a little bit more size. Uh, but a couple names that you're talking about were, you know, Big V. Yeah. Big V is exactly that. He's a big human being. Yeah. Um, 6'6", 320, 330, something dude, like that, 315. A, I mean, big dude. And so he's he's got all the tools to be, you know, to for his potential to really show in front of the nation this year. And so he's, he's a hard guy to block. Um Another name that you mentioned is Espita Tonga. He's um, he's he's great with finesse moves. He's all about the hands. He's all about um, he's he plays a lot like his cousin Flip Flip Mokofisi. Okay, um, he's really finesse and like real cousin or like you know Polynesian real, cousin. Real cousin oh, okay, real okay, cousin. okay. And so because I know all you guys are like related <laughs> somehow. I just wanted to yeah, clarify, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. So so they're real. Yeah. Okay. They're real cousins, okay. But he he really plays. You know, leverage. He really plays with you know his hands, and I think he's one of our better defense or pass rushers when he gets into it. And then I think who's going to have the 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 best year out of the defensive line is Wathi. Mm. And also, big shout out to Wathi. His birthday is today. Happy birthday, Wathi! Oh, happy birthday! Yeah, happy birthday! But I think uh, Wathi Pututau is going to have you know a, a, a great season because he's. Honestly, I, I was telling all the guys last year, I was like, honestly, the hardest guy to block is Wathi on one-on-one pass block. That includes Lucky and that, John. That includes Lucky and oh, John. Oh, wow. Because Lucky, Lucky's very predictable, very predictable as to what he's going to bring. He's going to bring a bull rush, and if he doesn't bring the bull rush completely, he's going to push-pull you. And so you can kind of game plan against him. Still, very hard to, to stop that. Yeah, even though you yeah know he's Lucky Foto. Yeah, great, great kid, great friend. And then you had John. John's going to either bull rush you or he's got this one move where he gonna, he's going to step right and then juke juke left and he's going to swim you a little bit. And so those were those were kind of his moves. And then you have Wathi. Wathi kind of brings all that together. And so – Oh, wow. Yeah, and so in one-on-one pass rush. And so if I think if he's able to to get in better shape, obviously, so he stays on the field more often and yeah. brings that explosiveness – 
I think he's going to be great just because when he goes on one-on-one uh, uh, pass blocks uh, in in the pass in, in the pass, he's going to I don't know he's going to like set you up. I like, think he's going to go one way, or you think you should jump set him uh, to to get rid of the bull rush. He's going to swim you, or he's going to finesse you. He's got the push, he's got the pull, he's got the finesse, and I don't want if he's listening to this. Just stay oh, we're, gas- yeah. we're gassing him up We're right gassing now. you up, but you ain't all that. Just know that. <laughs> but, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's a great friend of mine. But he is, yeah, he's going to be a handful for a lot of people. But uh, make sure you're 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 looking out for Wati Pututa this year because he's, he's a handful. Yeah. Excited to see what he does because he's kind of been the unheralded guy. Yeah. You know, Pita's had the interceptions. He's had, you know, the spotlight yeah. on him, of course, yeah. you know. So, you know, yeah. Hey, we we didn't need to go there, Paul. We didn't need to go there. He lived that, okay? All right. That was a tough, tough spot. He the the end zone was right there. I know. You know? Oh man. Hey, he's got he's got. Did he explain like what happened? Was it just like? I mean, I could. He didn't explain it, and he didn't have to explain it. I could just kind of see, like he's just kind of careless. He's always he was looking over his shoulder, and at that moment, you know, we us as linemen, we're not we're not practicing ball security. No. I mean, we should now because we will be getting like play some, you know, playmakers, man. Exactly, and so I don't know. Yeah, he lived it, and I'm glad that he got that pick, and now he's got like two other picks. But he's got the highlight reel, man. Right? He's you know he's living <laughs> life. Um, but let's get into this. We wanted to do our little like pre-spring camp award watch list, right? Okay. Just kind of some kind of dumb. Yeah. But you know we're gonna do it. Yeah. Uh, and so let's. Let's start off spring ball offensive player of the camp. Who is your nominee? Offensive player of the camp. I'll go with a lineman. I'll go with a lineman and then I'll go with like a with a real like a real player. Like <laughs> with a with a skill player. <laughs> okay. Okay. For a lineman, I think Simi Muala. I was going to say that. I think Simi Muala is going to have a great a great spring ball um just because he's he has everything he's got all the intangibles he reminds me of uh kind of a taller a lengthier Sam Tevy mm-hmm. in when it comes to athleticism i remember a lot of the times last year the only thing that was kind of um weighing him down last year was he didn't really know what to do on a lot of the plays granted he had only played the position for a couple months he hadn't been you know he hated that they took him from dn to tackle and he I, i'm sure he still hates it because yeah. he's a defensive lineman at heart but just the stuff that he's been able to do just the the growth that we've been able to see in just a, a few short months is something that's that should open a lot of people's eyes as to as to the potential that he has so i think simi moala for sure uh, just because he's 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 more experienced now. Yeah, he's more experienced and he's stronger. He's faster, and he knows what he's doing now. And I think he likes the position a little bit. But when it comes to skill positions, the one I'm really looking forward to is either Devin Brumfield or Cam. Cam Rising. Cam Rising Ooh. is Cam Rising. Yeah, I know that a lot of people are are high on Jake Bentley, and. Um, yeah, I would be too. SEC, he, yeah, he sure. threw all those yards and all that stuff. I don't think people have seen Cam. Cam is athletic as can be. Mm. He is. He can sling it, and I think he's, mm. he's already got the 
got the got the team kind of gathered around him already. Yeah, I think um, he's already got great chemistry with a lot of the the wide receivers, uh, with the offensive line. We know his cadence. We know his you know his his tendencies, and so um, expect big things from Cam. I think it's going to be a great battle between between Jake Bentley and, and Cam Rising, and so I got my money on Cam though. That's my dude. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got Simi Muala, yeah. and Cameron Rising as right. your award watch list right. for the offensive side of the ball. For me, I'm going to go with Makai Bernard, the running back. Okay. The, the wow. redshirt freshman. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go. You know, he's you know I I get it. He's going to be down their ways. He's you know he's. Behind Devin, he's behind Jordan, TJ. Yeah. You know, he's got some work to do. But I've heard good things about, you know, what he's brought to the field in terms of his work ethic. Uh, and I think I think he's uh I think he's he's gonna make some plays this I think, spring. Yes, I could see that. I could see that. So I'll go with Makai Bernard. Mm-hmm. Since you went with two, I will also go with two. Awesome. Uh but I gotta think of my second, uh, because I'm blanking on his name. I'm gonna go with the tight end, the Australian. Oh, Thomas Yasmin. Yasmin. Tommy. Is this this is this the camp where he's able to to take the step forward that he needs to? I think that's the question that I have and I think he's got a tremendous blend of size and athleticism and based on things that I've seen and and things that I've been told when he gets the ball in his hands, like he's he's dynamite. Yes. Like he is just a playmaker. You you see the rugby skills come out when he's got the ball in his hands, mm-hmm. but that's the thing is getting the ball in his hands, and I, I think that's the biggest, biggest, I guess, jump that he needs to make is improving just his understanding of the game mm-hmm. still, his his routes, uh, catching the ball consistently. I think those are the things that we need to see from him this spring, but I think for whatever reason, I've just had this hunch that he's going to take a step forward in his game, and so I'm going to put him on my award watch list. Dude, those are those are two great names because Makai. I did not expect you to say Makai. Hey. We got we got a lot of we got a lot of running backs. Yeah, with, there's some good know, running great backs. Great experience, and we got you know a guy that just decommitted from Texas that you know that's coming. And but Makai, that's great because he's been he was playing for uh, or he was on our special teams yeah. all year, and he was making plays. You you know. And, and yeah, those things that you were talking about, like all those good, good things that you were talking about, like people are, are hyping him up. He deserves the hype just because, you know, you see how hard he works. You, he, you see the potential he has. And, yeah, I could also see him, you know, having a good year. He's got a good – he's got to put on a little bit more size if he mm-hmm. wants to run in between the tackles. He reminds me more of a, a TJ Green that likes to run outside, outside zones, um, stuff like that. Right. But I think TJ is going to have a great year as well. Um, but Tommy Thomas Yasmin, he is—he's a strong dude. I think he's—I <laughs> think he has like one of the, the the highest squats. His rugby legs, obviously, obviously, and he's just a, a great athlete. Great yeah. athlete loves the physicality of things. Yeah, I think a couple of things that he needs to work on is tracking the ball and seeing the ball into his hands. Because there are a couple of times where. He'd be wide open just because he's so fast and you know good with routes, but like he just needs to track the ball better into his hands and tuck it right, at, run and tuck. Um, Which that should be such a natural thing as a rugby player. Yeah. That's what they do all the time. Like, exactly. Come on, Thomas. But there's a little bit little things that he needs to fix up. But if he fixes those ups, which I think he will, which I expect him to do because he works very hard, I think we're gonna see you know some of the we got. 
great tight ends. We got so, yeah. Brent. We got Cole. We got him. I'm just like, we're just expect to see a lot of a lot of things from the tight ends. It's exciting, and I think Cole fathering him is a guy that he is just he's the unheralded. You know, just the, the forgotten man almost. Yeah. Right. And well, he does it. He, he does, does it. everything, man. He's just so reliable. And shout out to Cole because I know I'm hoping, you know, surfing, you know, soon with, you know, yeah. down there, San Clemente. I'm hoping that happens soon. Yeah. There, Cole. <laughs> That's a hint, hint. Uh, wink, wink. Wink, wink. Uh, let's switch over to the defense side. Awesome. Um, who are your spring ball defense players of the camp? Ooh. Watch list. Watch, Watch list. list. Can I pick two as well? Yes. Okay. Well, the first one is kind of – well, it's kind of easy is – because everyone's kind of looking at him to do so is is that – is Clark. Clark Phillips. Clark Phillips. Because, well, he, they have – he's he's in a position where he's going to get into a position where they need him the most. Yeah. You know, they have Jalen that they need to replace. Um but the things I've seen from him, the thing, the his highlight tapes, and um, after talk, talking to Coach Shaw and all the other players, that he's the real deal, and he's and he's fairly big for um, you know a freshman coming straight yeah. out of high school, and so I expect you know a lot of good things from him, not only because of his work ethic and his talent, but also just how you know Coach Shaw has been able to. Um, you know, really develop players in the past. You know, you've seen Jalen, you've seen um, all these other players. And so I expect to see a lot of what, you know, Jalen did his first two years uh, coming out of Clark this year. Another person I'm ex- uh, I'm really excited to see, wow, that's a, is it's probably Mika. Yeah, Ooh, Mika, Mika Tafua. Um I think a lot of people got lost in Bradley. Yeah. Uh, and deservingly so. Deser- deservingly so just because Bradley was, you know, this high-intensity guy, great move, speed rush, you know, all-American guy. That Mika kind of got lost in the background. Um, but Mika, I think he had the most fumble recoveries. I think he's... Most uh, touchdowns on fumble <laughs> recoveries. Right. Most yardage. Exactly. And so Mika has a great motor as well. Um yeah, just like everyone, he's got some things to to work on. But really, he's going to be, you know, a handful for a lot of these yeah. tackles coming out um, this next couple of years. So those those are my two players to really look out for are, are Clark and Mika. Okay. Those are two good names. Yeah. I'm excited to see those two for, for sure. I uh, have already talked about Clark a little bit, but, you know, I got to watch him last year at, at – the the pylon seven on seven which i I was at this weekend again this year uh you know and clark he is just so technically advanced for a kid coming out of high school like that's what is most encouraging and and intriguing about him making the transition to utah and it's it's a nearly ideal fit in terms of what he did Mm -hmm. you know in high school and what utah does in their defense scheme so yeah i'm excited to see what he does uh my two nominations I'm going to go with an obvious one here. I think Devin Lloyd. I think Devin Lloyd is going to be a guy that, you know, he's he takes a step forward not only as a player but as a leader, and I think we've already kind of seen that uh, in terms of, you know, things that he's tweeting. He's starting to turn into to Coach Guy Holiday with his yeah, motivational yeah, yeah. tweets, man. I, you know, let's go, Devin. Let's get it, bro. Today he um, tweeted, today he tweeted, it's a great day, day to, to be, be great. great. I'm, I'm like, like, 
Coach Holiday stole his Twitter. <laughs> he hacked his account. That's what I'm saying. Um, and so I'm going to go Devin Lloyd. It, and it's because of that tweet that, you know, it's a great day to be great. Like, yeah, bro. Like, yeah, it is great. Yeah. It is a great day to be great. Let's <laughs> get it, Devin. Amen. So he is uh, player number one on my watch list. Mm-hmm. Player number two, I'm actually going to go with Miki Suguturaga. Um, redshirt freshman defensive end. Made a good impression initially when he joined the program last year. Great size, 6'4", 265 pounds, somewhere in there. Uh, loved his tape coming out of high school. Just a, another high-motor, work-ethic type of a guy. Right. Uh, I think you know he's with the guys coming in. You know, in this recruiting class with Van Fillinger and Xavier Carlton, like he's got to take a big step forward, and I think we see that from him. So I'm excited to see what Mickey does. Uh, so those are my two nominations for uh, the defense side of the ball: Devin two, Lloyd and Mickey. Yeah, two great names, two great names. Especially Devin, we we were able to see, you know, what he was able to do, you know, in a starting role in in that guy role. I think a lot of people were like, oh, uh, the Penn State transfer brand is. He's he's leaving Utah, and so yep. it's only going to be Francis, and so they were kind of in a panic. Not going to lie, I was kind of like, oh well, this is going to be different. I know, you know, I was expecting, you know, these two yeah. to be. I mean, the guy gets all the reps, right? Like that's right. you you kind of set your expectations with him in mind. Exactly, and then you get to fall camp, and the first day of fall camp, the coaches are like, yeah, he's not going to be with us any longer. I'm like, oh dang. Were you guys pissed? We were kind of. We were pissed, but we were also very understanding because of the job offer that he got, and so or the job opportunity that he had. It was and a legit so, job opportunity. Yeah, not to knock him. I'm sorry, I should stop. Yeah, it's it's that's well good okay. Well, you good gotta, for him. You got to get out. your money. You got to yep. look out for number one. Um, but then to see Devin really step into the role, make it his own. Yeah, he made some mistakes, but not a lot. He made some no. mistakes. Um, yeah, he's got to do better at you know wrapping up at. You know, and and, and tackling some uh, the the quarterback when he has this or the sack present, uh, got to do little little stuff. But very athletic guy can cover, you know, basically anyone on the field. Uh, great instincts as well. Great size. He just looks like he looks like me basically, but with a little bit less muscle. Because I look, you know, I'm, hey, you yeah, know, you're, you're <laughs> leaning out, bro. You're on that keto. That keto is working. <laughs> but, it is working. But he is. He is. In shape guy, loves the hustle, loves the work, and I'm really excited. But Miki, Miki's a great name. I kind of forgot about him. Miki's a great name to to bring up because I don't think a lot of people know who he is. Um, He's got but, a great name, yeah. Sugutu Raga. Like that's just fun to say. It's 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 fun to see people to see Coach Wit say it. Cause he says it, he he's like Suruturana. <laughs> I'm like, hey, Coach, good. Cause it's a, it's a hard name to pronounce. But he's he's very hard headed, not in the sense like he's very like he's dumb uncoachable. Right? Yeah, uncoachable. But his head is physically hard. Like <laughs> there's there there are, there are plays, there are plays where you have to where you just pull into the defensive end and you have to seal him out and you have to kick out block him. And every time I'd see him, I'd be like, oh frick, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'd really have to. I'd really have to. There's a thing. That uh, Nick Ford uh, would always say he's like I'm I'm about that CTE I'm about that concussion oh no because because knowing that like certain players are gonna take you head on and yeah. they're not gonna you know try to log the they pool. literally they take it literally head yeah, on head yeah. on and just like you know this is he's one of those guys oh. and so 
Uh, a lot of concerns for him were just learning the defense, learning the defense and kind of finding a move that works for him on the p- pass rush. Um, but, you know, he's he's going to be a good one as well. Man, exciting. So, again, Utah football uh, spring camp starts up next week, which is crazy. They'll they'll have two practices, I think, Monday and Tuesday, mm-hmm. um, and, then, and then another one later on in the week. Uh, so the, I think they'll have one Monday, Tuesday, have a break Wednesday, and then have like a full padded one on Thursday. So that's next week. So we'll 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 be back at it. We'll probably be back at it next week, same time yeah. Monday. Paul, we'll we'll get you back in here yeah, Monday. That'd be sweet. Hell yeah, man! This is great. This is fun. You get to share a lot of insights, like <laughs> Nick Ford talking about CT. Like that's great. That's fun. Just uh, know there's a lot. There's a lot of things that. Oh, I'm sure you got stories for days, oh, man. Oh gosh, this is great. Uh, Tom, take your time coming back to the show. We'll. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but Paul, thanks so much for filling in today. Thank you. I'm um, excited to to get get you back in here next week. Uh, we will be back at it again next week. Uh, this is it's Utah's world. That's a tough one to say. It's Utah's world. Yeah. The podcast, but that's what we've named it. My choice of the title selection, and it, it was an awful one. So. Uh, We appreciate you, the listener, for tuning in. Again, share it with your friends, your family. Subscribe, rate, and review, uh, especially this episode with Paul. We want to get some feedback for Paul. uh, (laughs) Let him know how he did. If he needs to speak up, if he needs to to share more jokes and funny stories, let him know. Uh, But we'll be signing off. Thanks again for tuning in. It's Utah's World.